Welcome to The Sexy Times, a podcast of self-discovery consummated in sexual adventures and confessions. I'm your host, Melanie Chambers. I met Lisa Abraham pre-COVID and pre-menopausal at a techno party. We clicked immediately. As an RN and a raver, she's the perfect combination of smart and fun. And it turns out menopause and COVID have a lot in common. The world knows fuck all about pandemics and women's hormones. So in May of 2021, Lisa started a Facebook page called The N Word. It's a place to let it all out, to reveal sleeplessness, irritability, anger, tears, body changes, and sadly, the loss of your libido. Our conversation talks about all of this, especially the libido. Enjoy. I wish my mom was still living so that she could tell me about menopause because when it hit me, I was biking across Japan and I stopped sleeping. I just stopped sleeping as well as stopped yeah. menstruating. And then uh, I thought, okay, I'm not pregnant because I haven't had sex. And then I realized I'm in menopause. So what did you know about it before? And I guess, what do you know now? <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous question, because I feel like I knew nothing to be honest, like, I heard the words, they were buzzwords, everybody knows the words, but I did not know about Perry. I knew my mom had had very early menopause, like in her mid to late 30s. But it was fairly um, non-existent for her. So when I went back, just like a couple, like a month ago, I asked her because my symptoms are horrendous and I said mom like what was it like for you and I didn't even know she had gone through it so early um but she said it was non-existent she barely felt it so you know going into Perry um was it, it was kind of uh like a gent not not a gentle ride but it happened really subtly okay and I would feel like the only issues that I noticed were um my period stop starting and then getting very very heavy towards the end which is starts to signify the coming on of menopause but again none of this they knew I found out all of this after the fact through my own research and friends and when did you hit Perry Perry was 44 okay so what was what symptoms did you have then so then right around then was just that the stop starting of my period, like getting very irregular. And um, that went on. Oh, oh, this was a big thing. <laughs> I love that. Because, oh, oh, wait, you need to know this fucked up thing. About yes, being a woman. Because, because some of it was actually not all bad. It was this massive, massive increase in libido, Oh, you know. Probably like the massive like uh, shower of sparks before everything dies. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna give you a party, and, and, then, and then everybody's gonna go away. Yeah, right, exactly. So I enjoyed probably the most tremendous, um, exciting, uh, 
years of sexuality, uh, increased sexuality, heightened sexuality. But with it came like this, like amazing confidence and self-confidence. So truly when I look back on it, mm. it was like the best years of my life. That's when I started exploring all kinds of relationships and really like feeling like powerful and in charge of my womanhood. <laughs> and that was 44. 44 to 49. Okay. Okay. Wow. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's that's a Yeah. Okay. And then um it's funny, my menopausal symptoms now, I'm on, I went on hormone therapy for a while because I thought that it would help me sleep better. Then I got on it. It didn't help me sleep better, but it got rid of the night sweats. So I got, right. I got rid of those. Then I thought, <laughs> yeah, you know what? You don't want to be on any kind of medication forever, especially with yeah. uh, hormone replacement. So then I went off. And then the sleeping stayed the same, shitty. And then the night sweats came back. So I'm just like, what what do I do? You know? So Yeah. So that brings us up to uh your menopausal libido drop. Like, mm-hmm. so 49, what happened then? And how could you tell? Maybe you were talking Yeah. Later. Exactly. Like that's the part that um, you know, I had to think about at first because it also coincided with COVID and the pandemic, right? So it was hard to know, like, what part of this, like, uh, you know, sort of slacking in libido is due to the fact that you don't have a wide friend group anymore, right? You're in your bubble and, um, you know, you're not doing the regular things. So, like, I, I, I wasn't sure what was a combination of what. And then, but now when I look back on it, uh, it was very distinctly, uh, around the age of 49 if not a bit earlier and um we were now coming out of covid by about i guess about halfway through the age of 49 yeah 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 and uh you know we were coming out of it so i guess it was around last spring yeah and you know everything's opening up life is getting exciting again you know, Isabel's telling me, mom, I really want you to start dating. So I go on, you know, these online forums and I realize like, I have no interest. I have no interest in following up. I have no interest in checking. And I'm like, okay, this isn't fair to, to the people that are, are reaching out to me. So I went off and, and then it was like a lot of little things. Like my big birthday was coming up and I had a serious lack of excitement for it. And so there was a lot of like flat affect. There was no emotion. And so, and I didn't realize how many of these, these things were tied into menopause because I had no insight into how badly it could affect your mood yeah, and how completely it could wipe out your libido. And, and then I had, you know, appointments with a, a male gynecologist who said stuff like, uh-huh. it's only five years don't worry about it oh he said that to you literally said that to me I've never been so angry in my life because losing my libido you know after enjoying such a great healthy sex life for really what well, felt like the first time in my life to be honest yeah and then it disappearing and then I'm 
you know, this guy saying this to me and then me thinking, but there's a pill for every male that has no libido. And you're telling me just get over it in five years. You don't fucking know if it's going to last for five years. It could last for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is different. It's everyone's different. So, and I, and, and, and then it was just like, you know, going to events and realizing I'm just not excited. And like that lack of excitement was sort of drifting into all aspects of my life. Like not really wanting to go through with my birthday party, which was awful. Like, thank God my friend said to me, no, you're doing this. And I'm really glad because it made me really happy. I saw so many people, but then, you know, it also led to this sort of like a little bit of reclusiveness, like not wanting to go out because they also gained weight. And if I don't have a libido, I don't feel sexy. So it's not coming across. There's no confidence. There's no, um, there's sort of like a lack of self. Like when I look in the mirror, I don't know who I am anymore. It's so reminiscent of a lot of research about sexuality that I've done where the women are, you know, these researchers are saying, you know, sexuality isn't frivolous. Sexuality, it's a life force. It's an energy that we feel. It's a connection to our body and to ourselves. And as women, yeah. women, women are the sexual ones. Women, like it, research shows us that we want sex more than men. We want it in all different kinds of ways, but we often don't pursue it as, as actively as men do, especially infidelity because of the shame. Yeah. yeah. But everything about us, you know, when we wear clothes, when we, you know, I like being looked at. I like that feeling because it, it it just it makes me feel good and mm. it really sucks that we have to be labeled for it you know i i'm my whole book is is about this exhaustion with having to explain if you like sex a lot like how is that bad you know right and especially if you're a single woman god forbid like that <laughs> right and it's like those years those peri years was the first time I ever felt like unapologetic about being a sexual person. Like I come from, you know, uh, like not a strict Christian upbringing, but a Christian upbringing. Nonetheless, monogamy was like the only way I, I, I factored in relationships into my life. And so that was my only way of thinking. So kind of like breaking out of those norms was just so incredibly empowering and, you know, like a lifting of a weight off my shoulders and self. And it felt so good. So to lose those feelings and really, it's kind of like scary to think like, will it come back? Or is this something like I have to work at because I don't know how to work at it. <laughs> right? I'm like, how do you work at feeling like wanting to be, not wanting to be sexy because I think you can, idealize the idea of being sexy and then put it out there but just like not having it like it's gone like it's not there yeah I hate to say it but I mean I'm in a relationship and I feel it waning at times because I'm just so exhausted and um also that now also that yeah and I I like when I'm exhausted I don't I even recently started seeing a therapist who was just like 
you can't focus on anything when you're exhausted. You can like, I wasn't writing very much. Uh, so again, it's tied into everything. And I was just feeling like, you know, we'd get started and I'd be like, Oh God, (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, can we just watch TV? Like in what, on what planet would Melanie Chambers ever say, I'd rather watch TV than have sex. Something is wrong. (laughs) Yes. And that's when you know something is wrong, right? Like, yeah. When your default is, is yeah then you're just like and and that's your essence like I just feel like it was you know it's even part of like going to the dances right when when people look at yes. you and you have that connection and you feel sexy as fuck and you're wearing something really nice and sparkly and but if you don't feel that inside it's just like ugh. absolutely so then so then it becomes like a massive effort and it's like an effort I also don't like there's so many factors that just tie into one after the other after the other like if I'm tired and like I'm always tired now yeah right it's like what you mentioned it you get you know fatigue is a symptom of menopause and you know and then the weight gain so then the clothes don't feel right and I also don't want to buy a whole fucking new wardrobe so then you go to get ready for a weekend and you know everyone's like you know, split splash with costumes and all the things that used to make you feel happy and silly and fun and youthful. It's like, now I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I can't fucking be bothered, you know? I just can't. Yeah, I know. I don't want to say, oh, like, because somebody said, oh, well, just maybe you're getting older and you're losing interest in that part of your life. And I'm like, is it? But I'm like, no. I don't think it's that. I just think it's like, the lack of energy, the lack of like the sparkle that I feel like I used to have. Yep. Yeah. Sparkle's a good way to, yeah. It just doesn't, um, yeah, I, I, I felt like this lackluster feeling. Um, and so what have you tried? What are your, so yeah. Cause this, you know, I, okay. So I did start to see it. I saw a therapist it was like free because I know there's like these like, you know, low cost, no cost options that you can get through the city of Toronto. And uh, it did actually, even though it was short and she was new. So, you know, not really the greatest sessions, but they did definitely lend some insight into, you know, potentially how my marriage did kind of like mess up my ideas of relationships. And maybe that also ties in with, um, things like moving out of COVID and being of an older age now, but, um, I changed my, so, Oh, I asked for a referral to the Mount Sinai menopause clinic. So I said, I told my um, doctor, I no longer want to see this person. And, uh, so I went through, there's several steps to get through and it's, it's probably a two year wait, but I'm willing to wait because you know what? This is the long haul. Yes. And then I changed my estrogen from the pill form to the gel. And uh, I'm, I've up, so I'm upping the dose a little bit from the pill, just a bit at a time, just to see if that helps any. Yep. And uh, I, I think it's more like, I think now that almost a year has gone by, um, I think I'm slowly starting to accept, accept that I'm not going to possibly be the body 
shape that I was, you know, prior to this happening. Uh, If I can't lose the 20 pounds, I'm learning to accept it. Um, Little by little, like it's happening. I can still get very frustrated with, you know, putting on an outfit and going out at night, but it's not as bad. Like where before it was like crushing. Yeah. Well, and it's hard. Um, all of that, you know, like Facebook gives you these reminders. Oh, look what you looked like 10 years ago. <laughs> it's like- yeah. Or like Isabel wearing my clothes now. <laughs> and I'm like, it's crazy because you look at that and you're like, why did I think I was fat before or big before? Like mm. horrifying, like what we've done to ourselves, yeah. like with our sense of image. Right. So this is the same thing. It's, it's adjusting. Um, and sort of like learning to embrace this body shape and listening to my friends who say, I think it's worse in your eyes than it is in ours. Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of what women go through is in their heads. <laughs> like, cause we're, we're our worst critic and, and judge. Totally. So I get that. Um, so in terms of, the Facebook group. Tell me about that because I feel like you you really hit the nail on the head. You, because I mean, in the 1960s, they called menopause the change. Right. You know, they couldn't even say it. It's like, <laughs> it's an end of womanhood. Call it what it is. <laughs> but you, what surprise, you started it because you wanted to sort of just get answers or why did oh, you? Oh, yes. So what happened was, is like, like I said, most of this started happening during the pandemic. And so I only had my little group um, uh, to sort of like talk it out with. And it was, it wasn't something I was comfortable talking with them because that group was also uh, like, you know, I've had sexual connections with them. And um, so sort of like admitting this stuff, it's like, there was an element of them definitely taking it seriously, but also an element of trying to keep it light and joking about it and I think that was sort of hurtful to me I know they didn't mean it in a hurtful way like they loved me to pieces but it was just it was hard for me and I realized that I had no one and I was kind of like drowning in my own thoughts I I didn't know it at the time though how badly menopause can really 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 fuck with your head like so I was probably going down you know skirting like clinical depression definitely anxiety not helped by hot flashes and sleeplessness and uh so it was like a really 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 bad phase and it was like this face group facebook group was sort of like a cry for help into the ether you know um i was like some of you must have gone through this uh help me Right. And that's what it was. Uh, And, you know, I'm very open and very blunt in the description because I'm like, if 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 I don't talk about this with sort of like, uh, you know, ripping the bandit off and being really open and honest about lack of libido and this, that and the other, no one else is going to be free with the conversations. And even though a lot so, so some people like choose not to write, but they'll write me separately or when they see me in person they'll talk about it. So it's, it's been really great. Like I've had a lot of good feedback from it. Yeah. And it's helped me a lot. And it's also opened me up to 
other uh, Facebook menopause pages, which have just been so good in helping me and validating like the insanity that I sometimes feel like I'm going through. Well, it's to hear that uh, the variety and the, the, the honesty instead of, oh, just suck it up for five years is, uh, you know, nobody wants to be told that just to, to just live with not only yeah. sex life, Feeling like shit. you feel like shit, you really do. And it's, um, yeah, I, I, I know, I know all of the things I relate to is, uh, you know, I know like writing this book, I was like, even a few months ago, uh, yeah, it, it's, delving into all this personal stuff, but with it realizing that, yeah, like your marriage and stuff, you, you just start spiraling and you're just like, yes. Um, I got anxious. I got squirrely. Um, I just, I don't know. And, and I was, yeah, I would put things on and, and fuck, especially around here, people don't dress up. It's not. And so I, I never felt sexy. And then I just, I, and I miss the dances so much that it's like, you feel like a part of you is missing. Like the, like you said, yes, the silly, the fun loving, yes, the effervescent, it just goes. And it's, um, you know, is, do you feel like it's slowly coming back? Like, do you, have you started dating or? I've definitely not started dating. I'm now having so many. I just had friends here from Montreal and, you know, they very cautiously approached that topic. Um, yeah, I know. Like people are, are worried, like, why aren't you dating? And the, the funny thing is, is a lot of people don't realize that I was dating tremendously pre-pandemic, but I was just not open about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and now of course, like I just, I haven't been going out a lot and you know I don't feel the same way that I felt pre-pandemic like jumping into those easy kinds of relationships like I don't know if mentally I'm there anymore um I mean I could be um but like you know I've had previous um friends message and stuff and I noticed it's me putting it off you know so there is like there's interest to connect but it's me that's putting it off. So mm. part of this might be just me taking a chance and putting my foot forward and realizing, oh yeah, you're still the same person, just you know, different. Well, <laughs> different name. I don't know. I guess, I guess there's there's dating and then there's just hookups, right? You know. Um, yeah. And so yeah, that's two different camps. But even the idea of putting the energy forward to have a hookup. It's the energy. It's energy. It's the energy. Yeah. yeah. I think if, if I think if you want to, you know, dial it down to one thing, it probably does come down to energy and lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. It's it like you said, there's there's no little sparkle or spark mm -hmm. to get you even going. Yeah. Like so this weekend, for instance, I'm pushing myself. We we have a friend coming down from New York. And there's um like three events and uh you know one of them is a house party which is great it's going to be everyone i know and whatever and the next one the the saturday ones are our younger crowd right so all still really fun very 
body diverse and and all of that stuff like it's the most open welcoming environment but it's also the costumey the fun the silly environment yeah. and that's the part where i feel like i've lost the you know joie de vie right like that yeah so that's mm -hmm. the one i feel like i'm pushing myself to go to yeah and just yeah. say you know be okay with it yeah so you mean you're 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 just putting the clothes on and you're just not feeling the yeah oh yeah yeah so <laughs> it'll be it'll be a test it'll be a test for sure yeah i wonder sometimes too i mean because women are now starting to talk about menopause and sex more if i don't know like do men go through this kind of lackluster feeling but i feel like from my past relationships if the sex goes guys are all fine with like just i don't know masturbating or you know like jerking off or something and it and i never ended up talking about the emotional reasons why you know because there's i feel like there's so many layers of reasons why we're not getting to that feeling and it's it's yeah. emotional so you're you're doing the therapy it's your body going through this massive overhaul um and just changing on you and it's just like well wait i haven't done anything differently and yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of like railing at the unfairness of it all too it's like really fucking hard to accept like i'm just like i know it's so ridiculous but i'm like it's not fair it no and no one asked us <laughs> right yeah and you know and like I have other friends like I do have you know probably a handful of friends also going through men most are younger so they're not there yet or they're just starting to hit parry yeah but the ones that I do have in, in mental very few symptoms like one or two at most oh you know whereas I have like 10 or something like it yeah fucking sucks you know yeah yeah I know I know and I think it's tied in with age you know because just it's, it's it's almost like your body's just kind of like okay we're gonna shut some stuff down <laughs> like, yeah 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 and you know and another thing that started coming with menopause was like health anxiety like feelings of mortality and that health anxiety is like it's actually really awful because you start to think oh there's a twinge there's this or that what's what's wrong with me and yeah. you know and I have like you know several existing injuries which are just ping pinging now yeah and yeah. and that's another thing that's like scary and realize it's like psychological too right yeah and like again thank god for these other menopause groups and realizing holy shit other women are experiencing this I'm not fucking crazy yeah yeah it's real it's funny that that mortality is I always just associated mine with my mom um right. she's been gone now six years um but I never thought of it that way because yeah I I've had yeah as my body's just like especially like with cycling and stuff I've had a lot of injuries lately and um there's days where I can't do what I need to do and that has traditionally been my way of feeling like myself and being grounded. Mm -hmm. And when I can't get out on the bike, I'm just, I, I, I get anxious and um, yeah, it, it all just spirals. I just feel like I'm not myself. My head isn't clear. Yeah. So, and, and it affects the way that I write. 
yeah that I deal with everything I just yeah I just um I don't have the same joie de vivre as you said yeah like it's yeah. it's a lack of focus there's a brain fog like there's so many layers to menopause that I had no idea existed yeah yeah and it's, it's you know and unfortunately HRT and progesterone it only tackles like two or three symptoms yeah yeah that's it you know it's so I again this is like comes down to not knowing anything about it I honest to god thought HRT was going to be my miracle mm, so did I and yeah and then lo and behold it's like oh okay I have less hot flashes and I you know I, well I do like a sleep routine now which helps my sleep but that's it yeah yeah literally it. yeah and what do you think the like I know the Facebook group and and talking to your friends has helped but where does the medical establishment need to go to understand women do you think First of all, I mean, I just wish in general that there was more spent time teaching med students that, guess what, more than half your population is going to age and they're going to be in fucking menopause. <laughs> like, learn something about it. My, you know, like, I hate to say it, but, you know, I love my family doctor. I love her. Yeah. And when she went off, uh, it was just starting. So she, you know, she did all the recommendations to get me moving towards HRT. Yeah. And then she went off for mat leave. And then her locum was a, oh my gosh, so fresh out of med school. Bless her. You know, did not know a thing about menopause, like at all. So I felt like I was schooling her, wow. you know? And, you know, eventually by the time she, she left her locum, I'd put her through the ringer because I really did have a lot of things that went wrong in the last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's had to learn a lot. And I'm just, I think though, by the end, by the time we were having our second, third, fourth, third or fourth conversation, she was listening with different ears. Like the first and second time I felt like there was almost that idea, like, Oh, you know, I'm just going to explain it away. or I'm just going to recommend it away or test it away. And like, I felt like I was like, so frustrated banging my head against the wall. And that adds to your frustration, right? Yeah. And every appointment takes so long, you have to wait so long, and things just get more and more and more delayed. So luckily by I don't know, maybe she, you know, probably read through my chart a bit better and understood that um, I do have a health history and that some of these things have to be checked out rather quickly she was better. And so I feel like in general, I probably had an okay situation overall, but it took a lot and there was a lot of handholding. So, and that's only because I made myself knowledgeable. Yeah. Right. It's, it's still not ideal. No. And, uh, there was, there was a, I think it was a CBC show, Baroness Von Sketch that comedy routine oh, yes and the, the women are like she's at her doctor and she's like i think i'm going through perimony pause or do you think i'm going and the doctor's like i don't know are you <laughs> she's like 
shouldn't you know? And he's like, I mean, I don't know. You literally, you just summed it up in that, that little blurb. Yeah. I don't know. Are you? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like, I remember, I remember towards the end of Perry, like bleeding for weeks and not knowing and then coming back from like my fucking European vacation where I bled all the way through it and, you know, calling up my doctor and saying, hey, don't know if this is normal or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bleeding for three weeks. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love I love my family doctor as well. But she said, I, here's the name of a few books. And, I, <gasps> and I'm like, wait a second. Okay. If I wanted to read and teach you, <laughs> I, I I can read the books, and and I I'm wondering, you know, like is this going to be like War and Peace? Like what the like how much? <laughs> like, how many medical tomes do I have to read through? <laughs> Encyclopedia, like yeah. So, but I yeah I I feel like coming back to the sex part, it's like it's the drive. It's just the drive. Like I miss having the drive. Like it's still there. It's but it it's it's like an engine that's idling. Yes. <laughs> it's not Yeah. Like like I feel like if the situation arose and I was <laughs> you know, like, I mean look at this, look how I'm talking, right? But it's not something I seek out anymore. Whereas before I would like seek it out or, you know have the connection, make the connections, instigate the connections. That is completely absent. Yeah. So it makes it very, I mean, basically it's a standstill. Like, like you said, it's just like a low idle. um, Nobody has actually turned the ignition on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to believe that there's, you know, there's guys out there that will do it for me, but guess what? I'm not looking. Yeah. Right. And they don't, so that's know. A problem. they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, it feels like when you do say that you're going through menopause, uh, even the most sweetest and caring and empathetic of men are still like, Hey, Hey. <laughs> and it's true. Like, I feel like I'm teaching people constantly, like my friends that were just here, they're asking like, why aren't you dating? And I said, well, you know, to sum it up, menopause. And he's like, do you mind me asking what that is? No. Or explaining, you know, why it's so bad for you. Like, you know, what you guys learned? Absolutely nothing about menopause. Zero. You know, it's something to kind of like laugh at or snicker at. Right? It's so not. And, you know, I mean, it comes back to that, just suck it up for five years. Like, it's our quality of life. It's, uh, you know, yeah. Sex is not just sex. Sex is like, as I said, like it's like the life force of a, of a woman, you know, it's our femininity. It's our strength. It's, um, yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I just, uh, it's funny with, with the book lately, I feel like it's like the cycling, the travel and sex in many ways, those for me are the places where I find power. Mm-hmm. And now if the sex goes, it's like, and, and, and the biking goes, 
Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> what else gives What's me that? that? <clears throat> yeah, the, the drive, like the the passion, the oomph, the sparkle, like whatever you want to call it. Like, so for me now, I feel like I'm just, I'm lacking because I got joy from going out and being amongst friends and mixing and mingling. Like I derived so much joy from that. Right. And, you know, and, and it's a combination of things like my job went totally remote. So now I'm not outside walking, being out in the community. Yeah. So I've yeah. lost that. And yeah, it's, you know, and I'm like, okay, Lee, well, you got, you've got to do something to change that, but I don't have to drive. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Like the, the, the being around people and the sexual stuff, it, it feeds into like a beautiful, wonderful, primal energy. And then if it goes, it just feels like that you kind of flatlined, like everything flatlined, things yeah. don't have a shine. Like, yeah. 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 So even the things that used to bring you joy or just happiness, just satisfaction, it's not there, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been really tough. Like I, you know, I keep wishing, like, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm so jealous of my friends that I see no change in them. Yeah. You know, and, and they're like, you know, their chief complaint is, a little bit of sleeplessness or hot flashes and i'm like fuck man i would kill for that <laughs> yeah you know yeah just one of those just one of those yeah one of those yeah um you know what i do have to mention i have to sign off re pretty soon i have to be somewhere for 7 15 yeah i think i would think we, i was looking at the clock i think we've covered like and these are typically only like half an hour 20 minutes but i think we covered a lot of bases cool Thanks for listening to another episode of The Sexy Times. If you have a story, a funny or adventurous sexy time you'd like to share, you can send it to thesexytimespodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at The Sexy Times Podcast on Instagram. And for show notes, book recommendations, and resources, visit our website at thesexytimes.com. And please, Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast.